and welcome back to another episode of What It Takes to Be a Woman. My name is Madison and today we have so many good things in store. This is not necessarily going to be all about sex relationships and women's health today, but this is a very important episode that I hope you guys stay tuned for. We have an extremely special guest, someone who is inspirational, multi-talented person. I'm excited to have him on today. Um, And we are also going to be talking about Mormonism, about my experience with the LDS Church, which is going to be coming um, after we talk to my friend. Um, Before we get into today's episode, um, I'd just like to say a huge thank you to El Jefe, my tattoo artist. Um, You guys can find him on Instagram. I tag him on there on all the stuff. I can't remember his handle off the top of my head, but um, he is an incredibly talented tattoo artist. He has done almost all of my pieces. I've got to know him very well over the past year since I've been going there. Um, And he's just a very, he's not just a great tattoo artist. He is a kind person. He's a chill person. And he listens to Lana Del Rey. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. If you guys are interested, it is J slash S J slash S tattoo company, I believe. And that is in Battle Creek. I think it's on Dickman Road. So if you guys are interested, go check him out. Go give him a follow. Follow me on Instagram at kinda.dopey. If you aren't following my tattoo artist, give him a follow. I do have a whole highlight basically filled with every single tattoo that he's done with me. So go do that. But Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, so we have our guest on today. If you want to introduce yourself, go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Nolan, but I'm known in Grand Rapids as Tally Boy Ray. I'm a local rapper who does music here. Yeah, so um, you, I don't know you super well. Um, he was friends of, I codename him Todd, so just don't use his name, but um, he was a uh, friends with my ex and I got to know him a little bit vicariously through Todd. Um, and he is a very talented, inspirational person to say the least. Like he, Nolan, you blow my mind all the time. (laughs) You're just a really incredible person. So do you want to talk a little bit about your journey to getting where you are and talk about what's coming up? Because I know some big stuff is coming up for you. Tennessee, in a little small town, mm-hmm. and I always like to dance. I grew up doing that, and I still do it a lot, but uh, always been a performer, and what I've lived by is, as long as my mom has a roof over her head and clothes on her back, whenever I get rich and famous, that's my main goal. Yeah. I do all of my stuff, and everything I work for is basically for my family. And people I have close around me. I'd rather keep them happy off of stuff that I didn't done because I know it'll make them feel good. Absolutely. Me as something else, like in the streets or you know, out here doing the what, what they think is expected. Yeah, and you know, I just think. Um, like just knowing somewhat about this area, you know, and like um, Grand Rapids and 
um, where you've been living is that's not always the case with people. You know what I mean? Like people don't necessarily do what they're doing with their lives, what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like when I met you, I think you were finishing high school, right? And you were working a full-time job, you know, and like, I think you were teaching kids how to dance at the time. Is that, were you doing that? Yeah, I had my uh, cousin and my brother, who I started off with. Yeah. Basically learn what I was doing that they thought was cool and everything. So yeah, and I mean that. Yeah, that's what Austin used to. Or sorry, oops. <laughs> he used to, he used to show me your dance videos before I had met you or followed you on Instagram or anything. And I always was like, this guy is so talented. And then when you started coming out with your music, and we would listen to it, you know, um, what was the one? Heat Wave? Oh my gosh, what a freaking bop! I played that for like all of my friends, you know, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm friends with this guy on Snapchat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, you're just so talented, you know? And I don't know. I just think it's really inspirational, especially like the things that you post as well. You know what I mean? Like on Snapchat and Instagram, like you are a very positive person, but you also don't take disrespect from people. You know what I mean? Which I think is really important for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, because you are a very nice and genuine person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, your music, how did you, um, I don't know, like, how did you get to where you are music wise? Like you are playing in concerts and stuff. And I've seen on Facebook that you've been live, you know, performing different places. Like how did you get from, you know, just writing songs in your room or wherever you were to, doing these performances that you're doing? So, at my church, I used to dance a lot. Yeah. And uh, I did my first actual, like, performance for a summer blast program at my church. And at the end of the song, they let me do a little freestyle dance. And ever since then, it's given me, like, a motivation to perform. But I know I've always been good with my words. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't had a way to express them. Yeah, and that's what. And sorry, go ahead. Like I don't, I don't really like to read or write at all. But when it comes to you know throwing words in my head or throwing how I feel or what I'm looking at, things around me, things like that, those always pop up in my head. Yeah. And putting those words together into something I can talk about instead of holding in emotion or feeling, mm-hmm. it'll have a better outcome. Yeah, that's really awesome. So do you have anything um, coming up that you can share that you're, like, doing or pursuing music-wise? Well, uh, later on in February, I can't give a date yet, but later on in February, I'm dropping a clothing line. We're going to have a Cali Boy Entertainment merch. You don't really know what the meaning is, so we're going to have special edition hoodies and like shirts and things oh my gosh everyone else has their own way of expressing oh my gosh i'm actually really excited for that i have no idea that's gonna be really awesome you know that we're gonna buy stuff for sure (laughs) you have two customers right here 
<laughs> so what is your like, I don't know if this is even like in like a thought process for you, if you're just like living in the present or do you have someone that you're like aspiring to get to? I don't know if that's the right word because everyone's their own individual, you know, but like what is your goal, I guess, with music? I know that you said you wanted to support your family and your mom um, and it helps you to express yourself, but is there like, do you want this to be your livelihood, you know, like in your career and stuff? Well, with my music, I want to keep it business-wise. Mm-hmm. The only message I would have with it, don't be afraid to express yourself. Yeah. All of my music is off of emotion. Every song has a feeling to it. If it's not the feeling that you're something different, that's completely fine. Because everyone has a different vibe to some of the same things. Yeah. That's what makes us all come together. Absolutely. So that's All of my music is going to make sure to not keep your mouth closed because a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Yeah. And I'm sure that people, you know, have received that message through your music, you know, and... You are really talented at, you know, writing lyrics for it too. And your lyrics aren't just lyrics like you're saying. They come from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that is really special and talented, you know, which I know few people who actually have that kind of creativity and ability to take that emotion and make it into something that a lot of people can relate to, you know what I mean, in their own way. Like you were saying with... Your merch line is people have a different meaning for your brand than you do. And I think that that, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like people can relate it to their lives in their own way. Yeah. And when I do see that and like even hearing compliments from you and everything, like Mm -hmm. it just puts a big smile because I know I'm actually doing something. Yeah. And you are like, I wondering or thinking, how am I going to do this? Absolutely. Yeah. And I always, I always tell like people in my life, like my mom or my friends or whatever, I if I show them y- your music, I'm like, this guy's really going somewhere, you know, <laughs> like he's he's really doing something here that, you know, it's gonna change a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. It's very incredible. Anyway, um, so I wanted to get into something else. Um <laughs> I don't know if you'd wanna talk about this or anything. Um but since it completely honest with you, I was listening to your podcast <laughs> earlier and I was tracking the fuck up because all I was hearing was y'all stories and everything. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I know we went and got tattoos today, me and my sister in law, the one who's on my podcast, and I don't know uh-huh. the, it was a couple podcasts ago I called out this girl and I was like, Fuck that and fuck you and my po- my tattoo artist I walk in and he's like, Fuck that and fuck you, Madison and he was like <laughs> quoting it. He was like, It's so funny. He's like, I hope she heard that because she's a bitch for that. Anyway, but um Yeah. So do you wanna get into like relationship stuff and how you've dealt with relationships or advice for people. I've never had a guy on the podcast, so yeah. Um yeah, so um you don't obviously have to name names. I don't except I I biffed it today. That's fine. But um so okay I guess this is a good question. Let's I'll take a question from a girl I know. Okay. So, um, she has been 
struggling with her partner. Um, okay. Okay. This is a better word. How can you tell that you're in a manipulative relationship? Either, either or. From a guy's perspective, uh, guys don't usually show their emotions very well. Yeah. So when we do, that's because we feel comfortable. But if we feel a sense of change or tense in our partner, mm-hmm. of course we're going to think something is going on. Yeah. We feel something, feeling this and everything. Do you think Whether that... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so psychologically speaking, women go into a relationship or like any sort of like committed relationship in their mind to have a lifelong relationship for the most part. I'm just making a generalization based on, um, like the things in your brain. (laughs) Um, and men usually go in it just to in their brain, the testosterone just to have babies or children, you know, like just to have sex. Um, which I know doesn't reign true for all men or on all women, like on both sides, but how, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that for the most part, more men are more sexually driven than women or anything like that? Yeah. Because it, people would be surprised to see the amount of people. Yeah. Men, mm-hmm. particularly. And of course, females would not find that attractive. Yeah. Go out and say that right then and there. If you're going to be with a woman, what I was taught and what I'm always with, like, you're going to live with a woman, you're going to protect her, you're going to have kids with the woman, you're going to protect her and your children. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that, that, you know, I think that most men are taught that, you know, that you're the protector. Um, so that's good. (laughs) Um, um, I have another question or I guess like thought that I heard on another podcast actually that I don't know. I feel very, I have a lot of strong like feelings about this, um, do you think that it is, so they always say cheat or be cheated on. Do you think that it's just like innate for humans in a relationship to cheat on one another or to, yeah, to cheat? No one deserves to be cheated on. It's a, it's a hurtful topic. Yeah. 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 And I like that you, yeah, absolutely. And I like that you said that it was confusing because it hurts you that this person did that to you, but you still love them, you know? Um, yeah, I, I've had a lot of struggle with that. Um, 
in my life with myself and then people who are very close with me, my family members. Um, Mm -hmm. And no, it definitely is hard. And I do think that the whole like cheat or be cheated on, it's, it's a choice, you know, like (sighs) to engage in whatever action it may be, you know? So I don't know. That's how I think of cheating. And even though it's hard, um, even though you probably you might still love the person, even if you cheated on them or whatever, I think that you, if you're having those feelings about another person or you're wanting to engage or pursue in another person, you shouldn't be in that relationship, you know, even if you do love the exactly. person you're in a relationship with. You know what I mean? A relationship takes two people, not just one. Yeah. Yes. So. It's crazy how many times you got to tell people that, honestly. I know. <laughs> I know. I always, um, I always tell people cause my mom always says, you know, a relationship is a hundred, a hundred. It's not 50, 50, you know? Exactly. And I really love that. Cause you, you both have to be in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you both have to be feeling it. And then I also tell people that sometimes your relationship is going to be like 70, 30, you know what I mean? Where your partner is going through something, you know, or whatever, but Overall, your relationship should be a hundred, a hundred. You both have to give everything. You know what I mean? To be in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess to end the topic about relationships, do you have any like general advice to give people who are pursuing a relationship in a relationship or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Take your time because resting is just gonna give you some headaches. You're gonna feel doubts. Yeah. There's no reason to stress yourself over a partner. And if that partner also feels the same, they're also gonna take your time. Yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> That's a good one. Um yeah. So um Wow, we talked for longer than I thought I would. The last time I was on the phone with someone, I think we had like a five-minute conversation. <laughs> I think I know more. Not like I know you very well, but I think I know more about you than I did the last person I called. But um, uh, yeah, so just to wrap it up then, I guess you are coming out with merch soon, hopefully soon, right? Everyone needs to go buy it. <laughs> So where can? Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. Go. I literally just forgot about this. I don't know how, but it came back in my head. <laughs> uh, I have a tape dropping. It was supposed to drop December twentieth. I know. Apologize to the people waiting for that, <laughs> but it was a delay. I'm hard headed and I'm still a child. Okay, <laughs> leave me alone. But uh, it will be coming out very soon. I can't give a specific date yet. Yeah. That's going to be so exciting. Do you have any um, concerts coming up or anything? As of right now? No, not right now. Okay. I plan on having some in the summer. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook at TabbyBoyRay. A-L-I-D-O-I. Please do not put two L's and a Y. 
is a creative name. I worked very hard with my brother. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Cali Boy Ray and find me on Snapchat at Lil L I L underscore Nolan South. And Ray is R A E, right? Yeah. Yes, not like. People always call me by my middle name. Yeah, God. yeah. And you know, Ray is a little short one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, quote unquote. Todd and I had a conversation the other day because I was like, "Do you pronounce it Tally or Tally?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Tally. So Tally Boy Ray on Facebook and Instagram. Um, go give him a follow. He is extremely talented, extremely inspirational in everything he does. You know, from I don't know. He he's done this. I'm not going to say. I mean, you did it with a lot of help and love and support, I think, you know, um, but you're a very strong individual and you're a very inspiring person. Like you inspire me and I'm sure that you inspire a lot of other people around you. Yeah. Yeah. But this was Nolan, AKA Tolly boy, Ray, go give him a follow, go give him some love buy his merch when it comes out and buy his album when it comes out, hopefully in March or tape. But thank you for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Um, this was a really good conversation. I think, I think that my, um, audience is going to really appreciate it. I had fun. I hope they do appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. So I am really grateful for that conversation. I think it was, it was, it went well. Um, that was a nice long conversation too. It filled up a lot. I'm very surprised, but we are going to change topics actually. And I just very felt, I, (laughs) I felt very compelled to talk about this topic. Um, we are going to talk about me growing up Mormon. Um, and how that was and why I don't consider myself Mormon anymore. So let's get into that. So as I said, um, I felt very compelled to talk about this today. Um, so much has been going on with me lately, I guess, that I felt, sorry, I just have to adjust my mic. I felt, um, like I needed to talk about this on the podcast. Um, just to preface, this is not a jab at the LDS Latter-day Saints Church. Um, I love and respect all the people, most of the people who are in it. Um, I have family who is a part of it. I have friends who are part of it, and I have feel no hate or any different feelings for them because they are a part of that church. Um, it works for them. Um, and this is not to hate on their practices or what they're doing whatsoever. It is just my story. Um, this is just my experience and how I personally within myself and with my spirituality and my relationship with God feel about, um, the Mormon church. Uh, so to preface, um, I grew up my whole life. I was in an LDS church. Um, both my parents were LDS. My whole, all my siblings were LDS, Um, and I was baptized at the age of eight and growing up, there are certain standards, um, that you as an LDS member are supposed to follow, are meant to follow, um, these, and I will get into them in a little bit, but these standards are set to what I was told, um, 
by many youth leaders was they were in place to keep us safe, to keep me as a person safe. Um, and I will get into what those standards are, but these standards also also are what they um, they ask before you get a temple recommend. So the temple is the holiest place on earth, what the Mormons believe to be the holiest place on earth. It is the house of God, and to get a recommend to enter, you interview with your bishop, and you get a recommend. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. A temple recommend. And you have to be following this set of standards slash guidelines to get one of those. Um, so some of these standards include not drinking alcohol, uh, not smoking, no tattoos, um, no piercings if you're a girl, only in your ears, no rated R movies, modest dress, which is no shoulder showing, no midriff showing, nothing above the knee, um, no backless, obviously, no bikinis during the summer. Um, they, um, there's a lot of other standards, but those are just some of them. Um, oh, no drinking coffee or caffeinated tea. And it's not for the caffeination part. I can't remember what it is. Um, yes, Mormons can drink Coke, cola, and they can eat chocolate. I don't know. Someone always asks me, oh, you can't eat chocolate? Yes, I can. <laughs> Watch me. I'm just kidding. Um, so obviously for those of you who know me, I do not follow those standards. Um, I do have tattoos. I do dress quote unquote immodestly. Um, I do have a glass of wine on occasion. Um, things like that, that, um, I do not practice in my life. Um, the biggest one for me, I would say that frustrates me and is one of the reasons that I no longer consider myself a Mormon is the modesty. Um, I know that's not the biggest one. I know that they can't or they're not supposed to watch rated R movies and things like that. But the modesty one gets me because, as I said, I was taught that these guidelines were in place or these standards were in place to keep us safe. And one thing that I was taught on more than one occasion which again is not necessarily taught directly from the church and the leaders of the church, but was taught by my youth leaders and yes, my youth leaders in church was that I needed to cover my body in order for a man not to sexualize me, which to me from what those specific church leaders taught me was a form of, I'm going to say it, rape culture, um, that it is my responsibility to make sure that another person, specifically a male, is not sexualizing me, um, which, as you can tell, can be a little frustrating and damaging. Um, first and foremost, that does not mean that someone won't sexualize me, um, no matter what I'm wearing. And I do not dress to sexualize or to not be sexualized by a man. I am dressing for me in what makes me comfortable. And if that means that it is a crop top or a tube top or short shorts, that's what I'm going to wear because that's what makes me comfortable and confident in my body. Um, and I think that those practices of teaching me as a young person at a young age that my body was to be 
covered and concealed and was um, something that was overly sexualized by men and boys is one of the biggest reasons why I am not there anymore. Um, I am a very strong feminist woman and I a hundred percent do not believe that and, um, do not believe in those practices. Um, yes. So that is a big one. So growing up, um, I did for the most part dress very modestly. My mom was one of, I would say she was a, a, a strict Mormon parent and also not a strict one. Um, but we did, I was pretty much modest until high school. (laughs) Um, and I started just more wearing what, um, I liked and not like I didn't like those clothes, but I, I was more interested in wearing other clothes like jeans with holes way up to the thighs, you know, as people have seen me in often, but, um, yeah. Um, and I would just like to tell a story. So I was a, I would say a rebellious child, I guess for a LDS standard, I was a very rebellious child. Um, I just never, I never fit the mold of an LDS person. It just was not me. I was not the kind of person who wouldn't cuss, obviously. (laughs) Um, I wasn't the kind of person who, I don't know, was any of the things that I was quote unquote supposed to be to fit that mold of the Mormon church. And, and I know that I brought that up to people when I was younger and a young kid, and I'm talking about people as in youth leaders. My mom is incredible. I, this is nothing against my mom at all. I'm talking about youth leaders who, when I brought that up, they said, oh, well, you know, everyone can fit this, do these standards because they're God's standards. And <sighs> just read your scriptures more, you know, this is the right way of doing things. Kind of, that was the kind of response I usually got. And anyway, so, um, specifically when I lived in Virginia was probably the, some of the worst experiences that I had in the church, Virginia and Philadelphia, definitely a hundred percent. Um, I met amazing, incredible, wonderful people who I will cherish forever in both those places. But I also had some of the worst experiences in the LDS church in these places. Um, so they have a seminary program where you are learning the gospel from in high school and you, depending on which state you live in, some of them incorporate it into the actual school. Um, but in Virginia, you would, and lots of other states, you go to seminary either before or after school and learn teachings of the gospel. And my seminary teacher, oh my gosh, take a deep breath, um, was, not the nicest to me. Um, oh my goodness. I always, I always recall this and it makes my mom so mad. Some of the stories that I've told her about him that I just, I can't remember a lot of them anymore. Um, but on one occasion he looked around the class and he said, you know, um, by the time you guys are out of high school, more than half of you aren't going to be Mormon anymore. Um, And said it like it was a sin, you know, like it was a sin to find what works for you and what your relationship with God, you know what I mean? Which if it doesn't constitute under the, the church seemed wrong to lots of people in the church. Um, and I do remember on one occasion he said I was going to hell, um, and other things that were just hurtful, obviously. Um, 
but that was when I was going to high school or I was just starting high school when I was going to church in Virginia and (sighs) coming to myself and starting to realize who I was or trying to realize who I was, um, made me feel very out like an outsider. Um, like I was one person outside of church. And then when I got there as a completely different person and not, that's not what I wanted to be. And I couldn't tell if the person I was at church was who I really was, or if the person I was at school or at home or wherever was who I really was. Um, and that really, that question or that answer really solidified when I moved to Philadelphia and I met Josh. <laughs> Josh was also LDS and he, <laughs> was a great example of a lot of LDS men who are out there. Not all, not all, maybe not even half, some LDS men out there. Um, He, like I've said on many occasions, chose what I wore, what I posted, what friends I hung out with, how my hair was. Every decision, basically, he chose for me. I remember I found the most beautiful prom dress in the world and he said it was too immodest because it was backless and it showed my shoulders too much. Um, and it broke my heart because we had actually, my mom and I had bought it. Um, so many different things where I wasn't allowed to be who I really was. And he, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things that he was allowed to do. And that's the double standard, which is presented a lot of the time, or in my case, in my personal case, a lot of the time, in the church and growing up, this double standard was very prevalent. It was always there. It was always guys can do this and this, but girls, you have to be, um, barefoot and pregnant and good housewives and make sure this happens. And they also had tended while I was growing up, I saw a brush over of mental illness Um, and things like that, which is difficult, Um, especially with some of the things that I went through growing up that I felt like it was my fault for a lot of the things that happened when it wasn't because um, I didn't want to bring it up to anyone in the church because I know they would say, read the scriptures, you know, go to to church more often or talk to the bishop more. Um, But there is a very or there was for me in my personal case, a big double standard, Um, not just with uh, Josh, sorry, not just with Josh, but with many other men, I saw this double standard um, because that, like I said at the very beginning, that women are the reason that men sexualize them um, is also in a man's mind. And sex and teaching sex and understanding and understanding the body parts of both people, even if it's not in a pornographic way, is not taught or well accepted or was in my case in the LDS church. So I think that's what leads men and even women to be curious to look into those things and to explore in a potentially, I don't want to say it, and to explore. (laughs) And then quote unquote sin according to the church and be reprimanded for those things. Um, so I struggled a lot with the Mormon church with a lot of different things that I have, um, come to understand specifically what those things are. Um, I am a very strong feminist woman, as I said, who is a big believer on equality for both men and women. And I do not see that in the Mormon church. And that is probably one of the biggest reasons I'm not there along with the very horrible and honestly traumatic experiences that happen with 
specific individuals within the church. Um, and, um, yes. So I do not participate in the Mormon church anymore. And however, that does not mean that I do not have a relationship with what I believe and conceptualize to be God. Um, that does not mean that I'm not spiritual or religious. It does not mean that I don't have belief in some of the things that Mormon Mormonism and the LDS church taught me. Um, however, I have come to believe that spirituality, religion, is something that is very personal. Um, who's to say what religion is right? You know, who's to say that Mormonism is right and Catholic? you know, being Catholic isn't or vice versa, you know, nobody knows, nobody knows for sure these things. Um, what I have told myself many times is do what feels right to you. And honestly, growing up in the Mormon church did not feel like me at all. And I feel a lot more comfortable with myself and confident in myself and my being now that I am not in it. Now, that's not the case for everybody. There are people who are thriving and are happy and everything they wanted to be within the Mormon church. And that's what I'm saying is religion is something that is so personal. It works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody, but it's not a cookie cutter. It is not something that you can, can conform and mold to. And I just recommend don't, just like in a relationship, don't lose yourself in a religion that doesn't feel right to you. Um, I have been to so many different churches besides the Mormon church to see which one is right for me, you know, what is right, because um, I'm trying to, I, I'm still looking, and none of them feel right to me. So I just practice my, I just practice with myself having a connection with God. And that is what I think is important. Um, I would just like to mention um, I had a very strong testimony at points during my time in the LDS church. And those points were going to girls camp. And those were the only times where I really, really felt close and connected to God were in, you know, throughout the LDS, my LDS experience were at girls camp. Girls camp is a it used to be a whole like six days and now it's like four or five, but it's basically a week long experience where you and a group of girls from 12 to 18, and then obviously the leaders are camping together in the woods. And this can be, they are very large groups, like at least a hundred girls, you know, you go camping, um, and you experience some of the most beautiful things there. And it's tied to religion and it's tied to Mormonism, but for me, it was tied to it wasn't it wasn't as religious as people make it out to be. It was religious in the sense that I did feel closer to God and I felt so loved, more loved than I ever have felt in my life going to girls camp and I will remember and keep those memories with me forever and those feelings that I felt at girls camp with me forever that home feeling that I felt there forever. I absolutely lived. I used to live and breathe girls camp all year. I had planned for girls camp when I was a YCL youth, um, youth, 
council leader, I think. Yeah, when I was a YCL there, I was a YCL, I think, for four years. Absolutely loved it. It was incredible planning and getting girls excited just to, for me, it was just, a, it gave me a will to live going to girls camp. I know that sounds so stupid, but it just brought so much joy and light and love to my life that I will always cherish. And I do not practice the um, LDS religion anymore, which is I, I will no longer be allowed to go to girls camp, which is unfortunate, but that is a time and place where I felt so close to God. And if you are an LDS girl and you are young or old enough to go to girls camp, go, go. It It is incredible. It is it is the best time of your life and I'm getting sidetracked. Um, anyway, so just to sum things up, I am no longer Mormon for my own reasons or I don't consider myself Mormon. Um, and that's just based on what works for me. It, it doesn't work for me. Um, it does work for some people and I love and respect those people and the family members and friends that I have who are part of the Mormon church and who are beautiful, incredible people, all of them. And I, hundred percent believe that there are great, incredible people in the Mormon church. I know that there are, but I also know that there are bad people as in any religious group. Um, there are bad people, but that is, I guess, most of my journey there. Um, I don't necessarily know what I believe anymore, but you know, I feel really good with where I am now. Um, I feel a lot better being a hundred percent who I am now. Um, than I did trying to conform to something that just wasn't who I was, you know, who core who I was. Um, but again, this is no disrespect to the Mormon belief. Um, this is no disrespect to their teachings. This is just my experience with it. Um, do not bash anybody who is in the Mormon church. If you hear this and you feel feelings, do not. I hope that you don't feel any harsh feelings towards anybody, but Yes, that is how I believe. And just one last thing before I close off this segment. Um, when I first had sex, which I've talked about a few times on this podcast, I was in shambles the few days after um, because I was convinced I was going to hell. I had had premarital sex and I thought I was going to go to hell. And I don't ever want to feel that again. And I think that's another reason why I really don't practice the Mormon religion is because I don't want to feel that again. God loves all of his children. And I don't think I made a mistake. I don't want to say even when they make mistakes, he does anyway, but you know, um, God loves me, you know, or what I perceive God to be. Um, and I did not sin. I did what I wanted to do and what was right for me. At the time, I do not regret it one bit. Um, I'm really grateful for all those experiences, but I also am, I don't even know how to explain it, but I did feel like I was going to go to hell and I was very, felt a lot of guilt and hurt and I was really in turmoil the first week or two after um, I had sex um, and that is why I, I was afraid that I was going to be like cast out of the heavens or something. And I don't know who's, who's to tell me what to do with my body in general, but especially, I don't know, but that's just a little tidbit. But anyway, well, this was a long episode. It was quite a serious episode, actually. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, these are just some things that I felt 
were really important to say. And, you know, I'm really glad that I got to talk to Nolan, aka Tallyboy Ray. Um, I think we had a great conversation. And then I'm also grateful that I was able to share my experience with the Mormon church um, and why I'm not there anymore. Um, I do love so many people there. And I'm really, I don't regret growing, you know, not like a choice, but I don't regret growing up Mormon. I don't regret any of the things that happen. Um, I wouldn't change them for the world because they made me who I am. And so many amazing things did happen within the Mormon church that I was able to experience. Like I said, um, going to girls camp is one of the biggest ones. And I did meet incredible people, people that I, I consider family. And yes, so for religion, like I said, for me though, it is very personal. It is something that I'm not going to conform to. Um, but yes, if you are having questions about religion or anything like that, you can ask, um, if you want advice, you can ask for advice. If you don't want advice, you just want to rant. You can always come to me. Um, but I respect your faith and religion and beliefs as long as it's not hurting other people. Um, and I hope that people will respect mine as well. But that is all we have for today, you guys. Um, all. This was a really long episode, actually. But I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. It was very, um, like I said, serious. Um, but I think it was really good. I think it was really good. And there are a lot of people I know that should listen to this and should hear this. Um, but anyway, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Um, but for now, stay dopey. We'll see you on Tuesday. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. And-